Amen. Matthew 18. And uh, if the Lord doesn't change my mind, I'll be talking about prayer in several different ways. Try to look at it from this side and that side and this way and that way and and our relationship on how, what we need to do. And, and I don't know, there is not a single one of us, I don't think, can say that we pray enough. So it's a very, uh, very uh, timely thought, isn't it? Amen. Verse number 18 of chapter 18, it says, it, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst thereof. We'll kind of talk about agreement and prayer and a unity of prayer, uh, praying with each other. Uh, it, there's, a, there's something, I, I, I don't know that, I, I would say that a very slim percentage of our church can really uh, pray by themselves unless there is something very tragically happening in their life. Uh, we we don't normally pray too well by ourselves, uh, and of course I say we. I'm, I, me and my dog. I you know we. He he don't do nothing but howl a time or two when I pray, but you know. Uh, there's there's something about a feeling like somebody is with you, somebody is on your side. Amen. That you you're able to pray. Uh, more, amen, than, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, the engagement of uh, someone else with us in a prayer, and I feel like that somebody else feels our burdens and carries, helps us carry the load, amen, and someone else is, uh, somebody, somebody else is, is agreeing together with us, and, and it's, amen, the, uh, there's a three-chord, amen, uh, it's hard to be broken. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on. But uh, the dimensions of prayer is, uh, I'm just going to talk about the agreement in prayer more tonight than anything else because it's, uh, it's, it's a something that uh, I think strengthens each one of us as we go along, even the path of life and even as we would struggle. Verse 11 of the 18th chapter Amen. It says, For the Son of Man is come to seek, come to save that which was lost. And then what think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seek that which is gone astray? And if, and if he be, if, it's, if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than the ninety and nine which went not astray. Amen. That's a, that's Jesus was talking about how that uh, a shepherd, how a shepherd 
responds when one of his sheep are, is, is lost or goes astray. And that is, uh, that's what are some of the words that I'm trying to get across tonight on us, that we are our brother's keeper. We, 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 we are not just islands alone, and we're just not trying to save ourselves. You understand? It's not just, it just I just want to be saved in the rest of the world's I'm not concerned about Romania. I'm not concerned about the Ukraine. I'm not concerned about the situations around there. And uh, you, you can't hardly help if you feel, amen, even the, those folks I don't know in even the situations as they are and uh, know that there's innocent people suffering and dying, amen, even probably right now, but but. I feel for them. We, we, we ought to feel that way. And Jesus was telling how to shepherd. And I know that a shepherd is mostly talking about the pastor of a church or, or, or someone that's in the ministry of some sort. But we're all. I was just reading a book about who, who is a minister in the church. There's one that stands behind the pulpit. But every one of us is, uh, is called to be a, in a ministry of some sort. Amen. Amen. And uh, we, we, we've got to have a burden and a feeling for those, amen, that, uh, that somehow needs our help and they need that hand. And uh, you well, most of you well know that there is some seats missing, there are some chairs, that's, there's nobody sits in them anymore from this church from just a few months ago or weeks ago. And that, that does bother. I think it should bother every one of us. Amen. And uh, we didn't call their names tonight in prayer, but uh, that ought to be some fresh things on our hearts and minds Amen. that uh, those that's going astray, that we... Uh, we're going to go see if we can find them. We're going to pray for them. That's the best thing to do is uh, pray for them. Amen. Agreement in prayer is simply an act of involvement, at least one or more individuals agreeing for one thing, and they pray together, they seek the Lord together, or it could be groups of people, like you come over to the church on Saturday nights and pray and and. And I, I, I do, I'm not knocking, I'm not, I'm not throwing stones right now, but the prayer request that was made tonight, I'm sure that you have already prayed tonight, but don't let them die when the voice, amen, of the church here, uh, carry them home with you. Pray with them before you go to bed tonight. Reiterate the ones that you can think of, amen, that we prayed for. Amen. It's, it's that continuous praying and, uh, and, and so forth. Uh, uh, if, if there's any time, and I'm going to say this, maybe as this is my points across, if, if there's any time in my life and if there's any time in your life that ought to be the time that we pray, it is now. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I, I've got my mind on the one track, I guess, but but folks, I think that the things that's, that's happened this last week 
in the last weeks, seven days, this is the eighth, seventh or eighth day, or eighth day, I, I think that we saw it coming somewhat, but we didn't know it was going to really come. We hoped it wasn't coming, but, but now the world is, the world is involved. This day, China just said they agreed with Putin and they're standing together. So what does that mean? The two great powers that just waited and waited till the United States fell low enough and we was weak enough and our leader was weak enough that they could feel like that he can overrun the world and that's exactly what they're going to try to do. This is Patterson though. It's not, a, it's not a prophetical word, but it's in my own mind. I see it coming. And they got 10 years to fulfill Revelation before our 2,000-year period of time is up. Amen. Now, I'm talking about agreeing in prayer. Amen. I'm trying to give you something to agree with and what to, what to pray for. Amen. I know that we have enough problems ourselves. I have problems myself. I have situations, and, 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 and you do too, that we can spend some time in prayer with. But the world is needing a praying church. Amen. And, and the time is now to wake up and get with it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Usually the system of prayer works, but when it's limited to two or three people or two or more people, it's, it's just limited to a certain specific situation probably in their lives. But yet, amen, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Prayer, prayer. I hope that I can say that word enough tonight that you can hear it when you get home. And I hope I can say it enough that it will get a hold of my own heart too. We got to awaken out of our sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Amen. Amen. I'm aware that most of the prayers will be made to God on an individual basis, probably at home or whatever. Uh, but, uh, and, I, and, and the Bible says pray without ceasing, but... It doing understanding that, I mean, is understanding that is not on your knees, but it ought to have a, this impact. It's I'm talking about tonight ought to have some kind of a uh, impact upon our lives that we don't forget what's going on in the world. We don't forget the needs of our brothers and sisters, amen. And, and even tonight, as they are basically crying out for help and we don't want to forget them. Amen. The definition of agreement, amen, is, uh, is, is uh, sounds, amen, to sound together or sound alike, amen, or, or to gel together, amen, or um, making a covenant with each other or bonding together or whatever, but whatever it means, Whatever, we t whatever uh, definition we put on it, it's a, it's a seemingly a unifying thing to all of us. We don't need to wait, amen, to the storm is coming up before we pray. I've heard this story <laughs> spoken some years ago. 
there was a tornado about to come through some part of the country where I was from. And, uh, and this lady, she was sitting in a rocking chair, just a rocking away, you know. And everybody, all of her little kids was, and her family was there all gathered in there, and they was, oh, they was praying. They was praying, oh, oh. And then, Grandma, pray, pray. She said, I've already prayed. I, mean, I, I prayed before the storm. <laughs> we don't need to wait till the storm to pray. Amen. When you see it coming, you ought to be prayed up. Amen. Amen. Agree comes from a, uh, from a Greek word, and it's like symphony. Symphony. That means unifying and pray. Don't you love to hear good singers when they, they, they blend together in such a way? Amen. I think our little group of, of singers, they do a super job here some, in, their, in, their, in their singing. Not to practice all the time. They, 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 they do practice. But it's not just a, like some of the other uh, groups that sings over and over and practice over and over. We, we got different people up there almost every service. And they still sound good. Amen. Me and Brother Harrison have never been up there, but they still sound good. <laughs> I carried a tune around one time and it, I lost it, so I don't know for sure I can ever find it. But, but I, I, I love to sing, but I love to have hear harmony. Amen. Amen. Where it's just a, a symphony like. Amen. That's, that's what we're talking about in agreement. It's covenant bound. Praise God. Luke chapter 22 and verse number 5 says something like this. Amen. And they were glad and coveted to give him money. Amen. They, uh, they, they, they were unified in, in something. Amen. Amen. They, they wanted to uh, be a part of whatever was going on. That's why we come to church, because we would be part of each other's life. Amen. And uh, church is the most wonderful place for a Christian to be. Hallelujah. Amen. That's because it, we, uh, we feel the strength of each other. Brother Harrelson mentioned a while ago about singing. Singing brings, it, it's, you know, you know why singing uh, is an important role in church. Because it's always back in the, the Bible, all of that. And you got 150 psalms, songs. Amen. That's what they were basically musical, amen, things. But there's something about singing together that makes you feel like we are unified. We're all singing the same thing. Just keep singing the same words. And the Spirit loves that. God loves that because he blesses that. You, you feel the spirit when that's happening. Amen. I, I, I know I do. Amen. Hallelujah. There's, a, there's something about it, praise God, that touches. Amen. There's a feeling of a, uh, of a communion together. Amen. Sometimes we ask uh, to have prayer, and we say just reach over and touch someone and pray. Do you, feel, do you feel a spirit when you do that? Amen. I know I do. 
We feel like when we start praying together, feel like we're, what, whatever's, whatever we're, we're praying for, or we may not be praying about the same thing all the time like that, but we're praying God moves, and we can feel the Spirit moving us and touching us. Praise God. Whoever defines agreement is this, to be of one's mind. Amen. Amen. To be in harmony in opinions. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The touching, amen. The touching comes from a Greek word, which P-E-R-O, amen, means, amen, the respect for and about and to behold or be held, feeling each other's, amen, pains, sufferings. It's what people say, I feel your pain. I don't know for sure some of them do, but, but uh, we feel each other's needs. Have you ever felt someone's needs by when they ask you to pray for them or something and, and you could feel that they were hurting and you was, amen, you, you, you could feel that? The scripture says, and I will relate this in two ways. The scripture says when one member suffers, the whole body suffers. And that basically, we can say, okay, if your finger is hurting, Amen. Your whole body is trying to, whatever. You, you know, pain, pain's felt all over. Uh, there's a lot of people had tooth pull because they was hurting. That tooth was hurting. They told the doctor which one was hurting, but it wasn't hurting. They pulled it. Well, the doctor, it, it's still hurting. Well, what, what you had? It's, I, I, we pulled the wrong tooth. Tooth beside it was feeling so bad. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you feel pain in places it's not really hurting. It's the other part of the hurting, but, but it, there's, a, there's a giving in in it, whatever. And that's also, it's also spiritually meaning that when one person in the church has problems and suffering situations, there is a feelings of camaraderie, feeling like we're in the same body. Hello? Amen. Amen. We are, the, we are the body of Christ. Amen. That's why we're agreeing together, coming together, touching each other, feeling each other. Amen. Praise God. Because there's, there's something about it, amen, that, that a good spiritually people, amen, amen, and that, that they can feel it because we're all children. God, Matthew, amen, Matthew chapter 20, Matthew chapter 20, I will not read all of this, but uh, let me just begin reading verse number one, amen, through, through 16, I could say that, amen, but just basically, I want to read, amen, for the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man, amen, that is in a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his, in his vineyard. And we had agreed together, amen. They had agreed together, amen. He had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day and he sent them out into the vineyard. And read on from there and you'll find that they, they was, he was going out 
amen, every hour or so until he's going out to the marketplace and getting people. In the last hour of the day, amen, verse number 11, you can start there reading it. And when they had received, amen, everybody, when the first came, let me just back up to verse number nine. And when they had come, amen, for the hire, amen, on the 11th hour, they received every man a penny. You've read the story. You know the parable. Amen. And so, uh, but when the first came, it, it, they, had, they had labored all day long. They came, they got their penny. And when they had received it, they, they murmured against the good man of the house saying he had he'd, he'd already paid the folks that came at the left, 11th hour. They gave him a penny. But the ones that came first, they, they started complaining. And the Lord Jesus said here, he was talking about the husband. He said, did I not agree with you or did you have, agree for a penny a day? Well, I, it's my money. It's my blessing. It's my salvation. It's my, uh, it's my free gift to you or whatever. Uh, I, I gave it to him because I, I, I gave them salvation. And this is what it's all about. Amen. I don't know. Uh, I've been preaching for quite a number of years, and, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna just going to rejoice when I walk down the streets of gold and see somebody that got, not, got in a church a week before they died. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I don't preach deathbed repentance, okay? I don't, I don't preach that you, you, uh, you need to wait till the last minute or last day, or whatever. I think you ought to get in the church right tonight and, amen, serve him the rest of your life. Amen. But here it was that uh, Jesus was saying, I agreed to save you. And whether you got saved, amen, as a child or whatever, amen, don't complain. I've had to live for God for the last 40 years and, and here's a, here's a new person come in and, and they're just shouting and praising God, you know, and, and glorifying the Lord for salvation. And, and don't, get, don't get upset about that. Just rejoice with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why Jesus was trying to, Jesus was telling it, don't start complaining because you've had to labor for God. I enjoy it. Amen. Amen. I chose to live for God and I'm, I'm going to plan on living for him the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. And the reward is heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 5. Amen. I'm just talking about agreeing together, working together. Acts 5 and 1. And a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira his wife sold their possessions. You know the story, don't you? Amen. They, they, the early church agreed together, or they, I say they agreed together. They, they volunteered themselves. It was not a law. It was not a responsibility that they give everything to the church or whatever, but they sold their possessions. A lot of them sold their possessions, give to the church in its, in its infant stages. And that was, brother, that was a help to get the church, amen, to around the world in the very first century. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Maybe the last century will do that. Maybe we were in that last century. Amen. But uh, Ananias is a fire. They gave half of what they wanted or, what, you know, they decided we're just going to give this and tell them we give it all. They sold it. Yes, we sold it for so much. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't what they sold it for. They sold it for a whole lot more. But they just told the church that this is what, this is what we got for what we, and here's the, here's the money. And Peter, did you, did you, uh, you sell it for so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Peter told him he lied to the Holy Ghost, right? Ananias. Then here comes the fire in sometime later. And Peter just asked the question, did you sell your land for so much? Yes, we sold. That's, that's, that's right, that's right, right. They agreed together, he said. We're just going to do what we want to do and tell them we've done this and done that. It's, it's what I'm talking about is agreement. So watch it. It's so powerful because the same people, same people that carried Ananias out carried Sapphira out right behind him. Amen. Why we need agreement. I want to turn to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. In verse 9 through 12. And maybe I've already said something about it, but um, let's read this passage of Scripture. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labors. Amen. For if they fall, the one will lift up the, his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lies together and they have heat, but how can one be warm? Amen, alone. Amen. What Ecclesiastes Solomon was saying, there is strength in unity and there is security in unity. Amen. There is a there is peace in the home with <laughs> with unity. Amen. There is happiness in the church with unity. Amen. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Amen. There's something about Unity that makes a person makes a person uh, want to want to get along to. I, I dare say that, and I, I do understand it's hard sometimes for new converts to get into church. They need the church. They need each each uh, the brethren. They need they need some young people if they're young. They need someone. Amen, because amen, if, they, if they don't have a uni unity in the church, if they don't have someone in the church that becomes unified with them, they'll find it out in the world. And you won't find them back in church, amen, some very long. Amen. That's, that's just the facts of life, right? It's, it's an understanding that we all need each other. 
Amen. And uh, I know Brother and Sister Sanders are watching. And uh, I'm sure that they're, they're, they're watching. But I, I, they sure miss the church, and I sure miss them. And I've called them and said, uh, what can we do? We're, we're fine. Can we, can we get you some food? Can we bring you something? Or can we, whatever we can do. They're, they're just fine. They're just fine. Uh, it's, it's not that they're wanting to push anybody away. It's just they're self-sufficient, I suppose, in a lot of ways. And I admire people that way. They've got each other. But you know what? We need to, or I, I do. I don't know what, to, I don't know what, to, honestly, I don't know what else to say to them. I'm coming out there and I'm going to come in and just let you know, you know. I'm going to sweep your floor or mop your floor or whatever, you know. We, we want to help you what we can, but they're sufficient because they got each other. But uh, when I'm at home, uh, I've got only a dog. If y'all want to come over my, my house, fine. <laughs> I got a lot. Of, I got a lot for you to do. <laughs> but you, do you understand what I'm talking about? I admire people that is self secure in their spiritual walk with God. They're self secure because they have someone that they can talk to, someone they can lean upon. Amen. Praise God. Don't you, don't you love the brethren? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, if, if two lie up together, they warm. Now, verse number 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a third fold cord is not quickly broken. That's what I quoted a while ago. It says, if there's two or three of you together, I'm going to tell you, there is strength in that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We can pick each other up. We can pray for each other. We can hold together. Amen. And a person feels comfortable and, and, and secure. Amen. Now, we do know that the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord camps around about us. But sometimes we just need human flesh to strengthen us in our daily walk with God. We need each other's, amen. Agreement in prayer is not an avenue to use gossip, expose family secrets, spread rumors, or talk about each other and everything. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to say something here that uh, none of you probably have ever heard. One or two people probably have. But when my wife was, uh, well, we had, a, we had some folks that started meeting at one, like, one person's house. And uh, they was going to have prayer and coffee and cake and gossip. And about two weeks or three weeks after that started, it the gossip got around and we heard about it and my dear precious wife had to walk in there and tell them this is not going to be a gossip place anymore. Oh, uh, hallelujah for that. Thank God for my wife. You know, 
I'm not talking about where people can get, get together and shoot the breeze. I'm talking about people gathering together for unifying in the spirit. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Amen. Let's, let's look some things of why we need each other, why we need agreement in prayer. Amen. Our prayers requires, amen, request that we have shared to, tonight. Why did we do that? Is because we want people praying for our, helping us in our agreement with us and feeling for us. Amen. amen. That's why we take prayer requests is because we, won't, we don't want to carry the load by ourselves. Amen. Our prayer request can be either a pass, just passing over and whatever, uh, but it's 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 a group prayer. Amen. Now, I'm not going to get off on something about uh, some past years uh, to just to make this one point though. And uh, a preacher, some in the in the late 1800s, and Charles G. Finney. Uh, Finney's, Finney's revivals that he had, he awakened. He awakened the Northeast. Amen. During, the, during that period of time when it was the holiness movement was, was uh, getting, uh, getting moving up because, you know, the church, be honest, the church has always had its ups and downs, just like Israel. You read the, you, you read the, the period of the kings, and one king was up, and, and it was, everything was flowing good, and then the next king it would be down, and they'd be in idolatry and so forth. The church has been up and down through the years, amen, hundreds of years. And uh, it was getting a restoration. Finney started praying, praying, had prayer revivals. And, uh, and they, they'd come together until the power of God would, would strike and people would fall out in the spirit. Amen. And he was not a Pentecostal. He was a holiness guy. He was a Presbyterian by, by his uh, organization. But uh, Finney, was, Finney had such a powerful praying and people had prayed around him that if you ever got around him, he said that people would just drop on their knees and start praying sometimes. He, he walked into a factory and as he walked into the factory, he just stood there and looked around like that and they said that it was a ladies, all the ladies, his lady factory, and they saw Brother Finney, and uh, and they started crying, and they dropped on their knees and started praying that the man, the owner of the factory, just had to shut it down because there's so many women down on their faces praying, just by the presence of that man, that they had to shut the factory down because all the machines were was running wild. I'm going to tell you, we just need a good old-fashioned prayer. That's what I'm talking about. I'm no, I'm, it's, it's, it's the time for the church to restore prayer back to it to where that there is a powerful work of the Spirit being done in it. God help me and you both. Amen and that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The, the, the reason for praying is friendship, trust, Amen. Camaraderie, amen, are developed between individuals, amen, and joining in with prayer and concern. 
Amen. There are churches that I know, amen, that they've said we don't want to have any, any conversations in this church except, amen, spiritual, soul winning, amen, gifts are what, 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 what's happening, amen, and uh, they, that's all they want to talk about in the church. And I'm going to preach a sermon, I think, I'm, 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 anyway, one of these days, not very long from now, when Jesus walked into the temple, he saw everything but prayer. In fact, excuse me, Brother Harrelson, but he didn't say the house, yeah, my house should be called a, a, a preaching point or whatever. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. You made it in the thieves. Y'all, have, you, you, you probably even thought about, hadn't even thought about God in here. You thought about your friends and you're trying to sell your, sell your chickens and uh, <laughs> it was sacrifices and money changers. Hey, you, where'd you come from? You come from, you come from another country and, and you got the, their, their money. So, well, we're going to change your money into, amen, the uh, lair or whatever it is. I, I don't remember now, excuse me. But it was, they were money changers and they were, they were, they were, they were stock in there. There was, they was, they were sacrifices and, and they had already, we've already got this, we've checked this with this individual, this, this, this lamb here is ready to be offered as a sacrifice. Amen. You don't have to worry about nothing. You just, all, you just, just drop the money for it. And you know, you got your, you didn't have to bring one with you. We got it for you. Ready? Wait, wait, don't you? That was their, that was their thing. It was, it become a merchandise. And Jesus was so upset that he, uh, Uh, the only word I can think of right now is flew off the handle. He just got so upset, he just got a whip, started whipping him out, kicking money changers over. Right in the house of God because it was not being used for what he had made it for, what he had prepared it for, what it was for. Amen. When numbers pray, amen, is made publicly. Church services and individuals needs, amen, to lose their uh, individuality and say we're here to band together for a purpose of God. That's what church, that's what prayer, what we're talking about today, an agreement in prayer or agreeing together in prayer or unified in prayer. Amen. I'm skipping a lot of notes. Amen. And uh, there's two people I want to talk about. In just a moment. I have preached, and I know that I mean, is practically every preacher at one time or another has preached about Jacob. And you know the story of Jacob's life. He was so interested in the blessings and the birthright. And he, he knew how to finagle Esau out of the birthright. And I do know that he had to flee for his life. I do know that. And I do know that he promised God if he would take care of him when he travels, you know, he would come back and he would pay his tithes. But he'd go up to Laban's house and it was the same old Jacob. 
He was, he, he was figuring out some way he could swindle Laban, and Laban was figuring out some way he could swindle Jacob. You, you know the story. And uh, he came down to, he had to flee now from Laban, and God told him to go back to Israel. And when Jacob headed back to, to the promised land, or what I could say it was Canaan's land at that time, when he headed back, he found out that Esau was coming with 400 men to meet him. Jacob prayed. What a, what a prayer was made. All night long he prayed, wrestled with an angel of God to the daylight. And you know what happened to Jacob. God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. But the point is, he wasted his life until he got ready to face death. And then he got right with God. That shouldn't be any of our things. There's a lot of folks. I've got people in my mind I'm thinking of, but there's a lot of folks that intend to go to heaven. I don't know, is is anybody here that's just, you're you're planning on going to heaven. Amen. But you're not going to, you're not going to get ready to go now. Not tonight. I got, you know. Oh, why not tonight? Well, I'm not afraid I'm going to die. It ought to be like I told the parable a while ago, Jesus told. You want to work for God now. Not wait till you're 85 years old. Not wait until you feel like that I ain't got no time left. I ain't got nothing I want to do. I'm too old to do a lot of sins. And now I guess the only thing I just... I'm just, I'm just about ready to die. I, I want God. Jacob waited till death stared him in the face before he ever. And yet he did become, I know, God saved his life. But why not now? Why don't we pray now? Why don't we, the promises and the things that we want to do for God, why don't we start now? Why don't we agree together? Why don't we... Uh, uh, join together. Why don't we somehow even make it to point? Is, this is this is the time that I am really going to do everything I plan to do for God. I want to start tonight. Shall we stand? Now I know of. I've rambled a little bit, but I, my, my heart's broken. I'm disturbed. And I do understand. I really do think I understand that America is going to face some things in the next few months, I would say, before the year's out, that we would not believe would ever happen. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to wake us up to say, that if we're going to do something for God, we've got to do it.
don't wait until we see the clouds of the horses come in and say, uh, God, you've got to help me or tomorrow I'm going to die. God, you've got to help us. I, I want to see a revival. I want to see a prayer revival. This next week, we're going to have a prayer revival. It's Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night. We're going to come over and we're going to pray. Let it be the greatest one we've ever had. Let's let it be the greatest one we've ever had. If we have to stay here all night, let it be that when we, daylight comes, we can march out of here and say, I can face the world. I can face the world now. I think God's, I, I feel like it, me and God's, he's on my side. Amen. Lord Jesus, I want to do my praying now. I want to pray for the Ukraine. I want to pray for those dear precious saints. Some of them I really don't know, but I do know, I do know the pastor. And I want to see, I, I, I want to see a miracle. I want to see something happen, God. And Brother Harrelson, we made mention of it. We, we may not hear it now, but maybe we'll have some testimonies, God, some few weeks or months. But we know not what tomorrow may bring, but we do know revelation is going to come to pass, and we do believe it's the last days. So what are we waiting for to become, God, what you need us for? To be a prayer warriors for you. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us not to forget the prayer request that was made. Help us not to forget our position and our need to be what you called us to be, soldiers of the cross. In Jesus' name, and amen. Lord bless you. But why don't we just raise, let's raise our hands and let's worship God just a little bit. I feel it. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Spirit. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, God, for your protection of America. I thank you, God, for your love for America. I know, God, the world, our, our, own, our own country, God's turned against you. But may the church rise up, God, and be the light of the cities and the light, God, in this, this world. In Jesus' name, we, oh, God. We can't pass over, God, the things that's happening, Lord, to think it, it's just, God, it's, it's, we hope it's over with, but, Lord, we know, we know what's coming because your word tells us May we be awakened to the fact, God, before it happens, that we are prepared spiritually for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. Thank you for coming.